My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And this is Atomic Runner. to No More Sages, a show where we pick one game from each year and explore how games have evolved through the years. This week's is from 1988, and it is Atomic Runner. Now, Craig, would you like to read the stats for Atomic Runner? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. So, Atomic Runner Chelnov uh, was developed and published by Data East and designed by Akira Otari, and it was released in 1988 in the arcade in Japan, it was January. In North America, it was just some time around then. And then it was released in home consoles and other stuff later on. Uh, uh, important for this episode is the arcade release, because that is what dropped in 1988. Mm. Craig, uh, as a man who is world-traveled and well-renowned, how is your <laughs> history with Atomic Runner? I mean, it's uh, such a huge history. Um... Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't held of it or that played it <laughs> until now. My... I hope. Yeah, okay. and, <laughs> until now. Uh, I, I, until right this very second when when we're recording. Uh, okay, all right. So this will be a live playthrough. Uh, my but, history but... with Atomic Runner is very simple. I saw it on Game Center CX. Went. I've never heard of that. That looks insanely cool. And then I played it. So, this has kind of been floating in and out of my life for, like, maybe three years. That's about it. Like, no, it's, yeah, yeah, whatever. Time doesn't matter. Okay, so if you're like I was, or like Craig is, you're wondering, what is Atomic Runner and who is Chelnov? So, uh, Atomic Runner seems to be kind of this weird progenitor to an Endless Runner-style game. Kind of like Pac-Man Land. But you never stop moving. Or the screen never stops moving anyway. It's pretty much auto-scroller the game. Um, for me, the hardest thing to get over was the controls. Uh, Craig, how did you fare with the controls of this? Um, fine until I wanted to like either look, shoot behind me, or stop, or anything like that. So you hold left to stop, which is really bizarre. <laughs> it really, it really so... futzes with your brain. It really does. Other than that, you know, got in fine with the controls because it, it's very sprightly and it moves very nicely. So once you get over the fact that the screen is always going to be moving and you're running anyway, it's fine. You can deal with it. Uh, in order to turn around, there is basically just a button dedicated to turn around. If you're playing it on a Genesis port, it's like the C button and you just hold C and hit the direction you want to be facing. Uh, the... Trick is, this game does not let up, like, ever. There are very few dull spots, and those dull spots tend to be ranging from hard to decently hard uh, platforming challenges. One of the things I like about this is how it manages to mix fun platforming with this balls-to-the-wall gun-style game. Uh, how did you get on with it? Yeah, just like it's a really interesting combination, because I normally like a side-scrolling shooter isn't my cup of tea, or a vertical shooter, or any kind of horizontal shooter, anything like that is not normally my cup of tea. But the platforming is super fun, that it totally, it takes on this new kind of game that really 
I, I really liked it. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's the best game of the bunch so far that we've played. Uh, of all the other one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah beh- behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, we Our first test episode wasn't Wizards and Warriors. Our first test episode was Contra. And other than the usual things you hear about Contra, we had nothing interesting to say because it kind of played very bland in 2022. Uh, So it is very interesting to see how hard this hit with both of us because arguably it's roughly the same idea, just executed very differently. Um, One of the tricky things that uh, I had to grapple with the most was if you hold forward and jump, you do this little acrobatic jump where you spin uh-huh. and you shoot lasers in all different directions but if you don't hit a directional button and you hit jump you do just a straight up jump that you can use to bounce on enemies did you use that ability at all i didn't know you could jump on people until it forces you to jump on things like it okay. totally took much like what we were playing when we were playing Wizards and Warriors, I was totally shocked that you could jump on people. And yeah, once a bit of a again, trend we're starting here. Yeah, like just to- totally took me by surprise. The first time I actually jumped on someone or something, it was the big mechanical dinosaur head that you have to bounce on mm-hmm. to bounce across the screen. Um, and then I started jumping on people, but it's very, it's it's not it's not as handy as what you think it would be. Shooting is much easier than jumping on anyone. Uh, speaking of shooting, there are a variety of weapons, and I'm not going to list them all here, but uh, do you have a favorite? Mine was the giant, like, triangle of flails that just poof, shoot out on a string. Yeah, that that was mine as well. They're really, really super handy things to have, because you can... I, I spent 99% of this game mashing fire constantly, because uh-huh. you, can, you just keep on running and keep on mashing, and those, it's like... It's not a bola. That's the thing you throw. What is it? A bolo is like the thing. It, it's like a flail. It, you know, the, yeah. the thing that's on the end. Um, so you, you throw in, and because you're hitting straight across at 45 degrees or whatever degrees and whatever degrees almost up the way, it, it totally not only works for that gameplay style of running and mashing. You get a lot of enemies cleared before you even see them. It's fantastic. Uh, I like that, and I like the... Um, the, the stock standard lasery type thing and the missiles because missiles are always good. Um yeah, I I, I always, every time I have the, the standard laser, it's like, alright, okay, we need to get we need to get away. like I even prefer the um the flaming wheels that you throw that get bigger oh, as they no. go. Yeah, no I, I like I, those. I couldn't be get, getting on with that. Not that, not the boomerangs. Yeah the boomerangs um, are the worst. Yeah, the boomerangs just absolute garbage but other than that yeah like a good weapon choice because it's there's only those we- there might only be five or six weapons but they're all varied enough that it's fun not like some other games where you might get overwhelmed like like that's another thing i don't like about normal scrolling shooters is the amount of weapons and the levels of weapons so you shoot a single line and then three lines and then it changes to lasers then it changes to rock like this feels a lot more simple. It's a simpler thing that works better because it's more focused. Uh, I don't agree with you on the uh, the, the shmup power-up system, mm. but that's personal taste. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't have Ghost and Goblin Syndrome where sometimes you will just get whammied with the worst weapon. Like You can yeah. make the boomerangs work if you have to. It's not like the firebomb where you're just like, well, I guess I'll uh, die. Aye. And the game never, unlike that, the, 
like ghosts and goblins or ghouls and ghosts or whatever, or even Castlevania at points, sometimes deliberately messes with you and gives you a crap weapon. This doesn't do it. It always gives you an ample opportunity to jump over whatever it is. Um, I'm very very generous with the power-ups, too. Yeah, like, you're yeah. constantly getting power-ups. I didn't know what they were half the time. I ended up having oh, to write them down after looking at a wiki. But... Yeah, I... I know there was one. There was one that made you jump higher, and one that made you shoot faster, and then one that makes you shoot further, and then one that <laughs> makes your bullets bigger. Yeah, like like you're constantly collecting power ups in this. I mean, there is an end cap, but mm-hmm. you're constantly getting something. Yeah, uh, I'm when, not gonna lie. The, the first level of the game, when I was collecting all the wee up boxes, I didn't actually even know that they were power ups. I didn't connect the world up to power up. <laughs> I was just I was just randomly jumping about the place, grabbing them. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it took me a good... Uh, now, out of curiosity, how long did you have to play this before it clicked? It took me a good five minutes to get back into the headspace. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. It, it was longer than that for me, and it was it was all down to the, the constant scrolling, trying to muddle that in with platforming, because I would normally probably take my time a wee bit more. It forces you to work faster and harder... And you are constantly being pelted with enemies. I think the good thing is that the enemies are all set patterns. So if you do end up dying a heap, you eventually kind of get your way through it. Because they all come in from the same direction. It's the same enemies every time. Which yeah, is- it's almost like a uh, a Galaga style. Okay, and here's a string of three. And then here's yeah. a group of four. Uh, how often did you end up facing the wrong direction? Like, I didn't really run into that too often much. But I have some of this memorized so I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'd, like maybe a couple of times where I was just like, oh, all right then. And then just like crack on with it and turn around and keep on going. Um, not 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 too much difficulty, to be honest. Nice. Uh, well, let's talk, let's talk about the difficulty for a minute because this is an arcade game. And arcade games in this era are notorious. Like I remember losing dollars worth of quarters and not getting past the first level on some <laughs> games. Um, yeah. How does the difficulty strike you considering this wanted your money? Yeah, it's not actually too bad. Like I thought it was quite generous in almost every sense. Like you say, with the power-ups, with the weapon choices, with the fact that it's... Um, you know, you can mash, shoot, and just keep on going. I think I I died enough where if I, I was spending real life money on it, I would have been sad that I'd spent so much money on it. <laughs> but like for pl- sitting playing it, it's nowhere near. It's not as obviously trying to kill you. It doesn't try and trick you and kill you. It's just a good challenge. Yeah, there's not too many gotchas in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, out of curiosity, if you had a fiver, do you think you could finish this? Hmm. No. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, how far had did you play in this? By the way, I finished it. I played it for about half an hour. Went off it. Played the other games we're recording, and then went back and finished it off because it was that good. It was in my brain. I was like, "Oh, I've got a bit of time, so I'm going to go back and finish it." Ah, congratulations. Uh, yeah, I, I finished it as well. I just, I sat down, uh, it was roughly, you know, like an hour before bed, and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna, you know, I gotta play this for the show, let's let's play mm-hmm. this, and then it's, alright, alright, I got, well, I'm only like 12 minutes past bedtime, I can probably, and then you end up going to bed like an hour after your bedtime. Um, uh, yeah, it, it gets its hooks in you pretty good, and what helps with that is the banging music. Craig, I love the music to this game. I was humming it for half a shift the day after I played it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like the music is fantastic in this. So another great, another great soundtrack. So with Wizards and Warriors, wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I just I got the fear. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Wizards and Warriors last time, which is a fantastic soundtrack, and again this thing comes in absolute banging tunes. Like it's one of the things I think of this era. There's some really strong soundtracks out there, and we're kind of hitting a couple of them already. Maybe not so much in the later games that are upcoming, but oh, oh nope, there's one, there's one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, like like, and it's nice to see that the the nugget of fun you can get out of this is not just the music, kind of like how yeah. it was last time with Wizards and Warriors. Out of curiosity, um, if you had going to the laundromat or uh, you know a um. Uh, what what are the name of your convenience stores over there? Uh, like a shop. Yeah, you don't have like Seven Elevens. I take it and Wawa's. And oh well, there's like co-ops, or or you know like Sainsbury's locals or Tesco Metro or okay. Oh, you mean like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't you know, know like what you mean. okay. Uh, do they still have arcade machines every once in a while in them? No, never. The oh, that's time. I don't think you see many arcades anywhere. It's mostly like puggies you see and chip shops. That's that's probably about the main type of gaming thing that you would see anywhere. All right, so if you're at a chip shop and they have an atomic runner cabinet and they don't have it behind glass for some reason, uh, would you pop <laughs> a pound into it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was waiting on my sausage. I would totally. Do I, yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of how I judge arcade games now. It's like, all right, is this... Because... When you're playing them in emulation, there really is no cost. It's just yeah. it. Um, I imagine I would do much worse with a stick and buttons rather than a D-pad yeah, and buttons. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um. Okay. So, Data East, are they a name for you at all? Because they're definitely dead now. They're defunct. I mean, like apart from what we've encountered. In the podcast and previous, you know, things over the years, not particularly. Okay, so so you're not like, a, oh, there's a Data East collection kind of thing. I'm gonna make sure I pick that up. It's more of a if you happen to run across it. Oh, hey, I know those guys. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's not. It's more. Yeah, I know Data East. I know what they've released, but nothing's really, or well, not a lot. I, I don't have any strong ties to them emotionally or physically. Okay. Uh, well, I would. I would definitely require some explanation if you had physical ties to them. Like, <laughs> Craig, why did you let the company you worked for go under? Um. Uh, what about? See, here's the thing. Like, I don't think this game warrants a remaster necessarily. Like, I, I don't think it's doing that much. That's now super unique anymore. Yeah. I think, though, like, if it wasn't a remaster, if there was now a Data East collection that had this on it for the PlayStation, I would be inclined to pick it up just to play it for, you know, like, trophies and shit. I would take I would take that. Okay, so if it did, like, one of those, uh, what are the hamster, I think it's the corporation does it, the arcade archives stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I agree with you. All right, so let's talk about how you think it holds up in 2022. Like... Will this ever hit your rotation again, or is this a one-off like Otaki, where it's like, oh, hey, that is really cool, let it sit in the past? Yeah, no, it's it's still like that for me. Like, I very rarely would have an older game enter my daily gaming, kind of, or yearly game, okay, apart from point-and-click adventures and other bits and bobs. Um, it's a, but it's 
it's really well done and I super enjoyed it like from a slew of rubbish shmups or you know endless runners are a big thing now there's been endless runner after endless runner after endless runner you know like the new super meat boy is an endless runner but I think this does enough to make it still stand out as being pretty cool Okay, well, we should state that um, we keep calling it an endless runner, and that's probably yeah. the most contemporary point of yeah. reference we have. But there are parts in this where you're not running. Like, for example, mm-hmm. the boss fights kind of are just standard video game boss fights. Yeah. You know, the scrolling yeah. stops, and it's like, oh, hey, here's like a wall of dragon heads, or here's a little Dogu doll. By the way, I love that boss. That was like the first time I, I, I saw one of those. And they're super cool. Did a wiki hole on Dogus. They're weird and creepy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Like, like for me, this is something that whenever, like, family arcade night happens, I will generally toss this into rotation. Because it's quick. It's easy. You know, it's arcade games of that era. They're just, bang, you're right into it. Um, I, I take it that you didn't try the Genesis port? No, no, I didn't. Um, and I, what, I didn't mean to, to be honest. I, t- I thought, I'm going to try that because we'll see what happens, but just didn't. I I, I think it might arguably be a little better, Okay. the, the Mega Drive port, because it came out later, I, especially on the music end. Like, I, I like the music of the Mega Drive a little more than the arcade, but it's not, uh, compl- it's not like a Contra where it's completely different. Yeah. So, did you just, um, did you just say you like Mega Drive music? I, I know, I, I know, right? I, I, I found a non-farty Mega Drive soundtrack <laughs> that I kind of like. Um, oh, you, you threw me right off, Craig. Oh no, sorry. No, it's, no, it no. just it, surpri- it shocked me. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I, yeah, my taste very much is Super Nintendo, but yeah, the, the, this tune, man. It's oh, uh, so the Mega Drive version works really well with the three-button controller. Like it, it's made for that. Okay, yeah. Other than that, um, I didn't complete the Mega Drive version. I just kind of dabbled in it. I got to, like, uh, stage three, I think it was. And that went, okay, this is near enough to where this is just basically a a home port. It's not anything super special. What is super special, Craig, is the fact that we found yet another shmup in a long list of throwing shmups at the wall and having, like, one or two stick for you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. It needs to do something extra special. Like it needs to be an extra extra special shmup, or have something different or interesting about it to to get it to stick. And it has stuck. It has uh, now. Uh, again, I'm sorry that we're referencing an episode that didn't get released. But what is it? Just the auto running part of this that puts it in a space above Contra for you? No, no. I've, like uh, quite a lot of it. It feels like a just solid game like all the assets in it feel like they're supposed to be there it's not you know very cool creature design on a lot of these things yeah it's not explosion at the asset factory which you get with a lot of things you know it's very very kind of slick the fact you've only got five or six weapons the fact that you're a a wee dude called chelnov is great it's great if i ever have a a son i'm naming him chelnov it's all of those wee things. I think, as far as I can tell from, you know, like the game and the story, you've you've been given superpowers because you were trapped in a nuclear mine or something, and people are trying to kill you. Like, 
I'd kind of like that. I like the fact you're just a dude that was working in a mine that got nuclear superpowers and then you try to, you know, like, escape. And, and keep on running. Flaming wheels and just yeah. keeps, keeps running. And uh, the, the thing that got me was right at the very end where, you know, it comes up and it says, you know, Chelnov is still running to this very day. <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> poor, whatever poor it is. Guy. <laughs> like... I, I think it was just like a really well put together wee game. <laughs> I, and it, it, it is still on the obscure side. Like, I'll be very curious to see the download numbers on this because I imagine most people are like I was a couple of years ago where it's like, I've never heard of that. Um, Out of curiosity, would the title just Atomic Runner pique your interest or no, or do you need that Chelnov? To be like, well, I gotta know who this Chelnov person is. Yeah, I, I, I think if it was just Atomic Runner, you would probably kind of, I would feel mostly the same. I think the fact that it's got Atomic Runner Chelnov actually makes it stand out a wee bit more. Like it's kind of, I find it almost not funny, not like laugh out loud funny, but I just find it kind of neat, the the way it's all packaged. Well, what if I told you that uh, Mr. Chelnov is related to another video game? Um, he's not royalty. Um, what, what's what's the word for somebody that's not royalty and is only basically notable in history? A footnote. There we go. Oh, footnote, yep. A, a, a video game history footnote. Um, so on this show, let's have some live in the field reporting. Uh, Craig, do you know Karnov? Karnov. Yes. That's it's another Karnov. data East franchise. Oh, well, why don't you put into Michael Google the name uh-huh. Karnov and um, look at that guy and tell me why he didn't make it as a video game mascot character. Um, is it a guy from Warcraft? Is this who I'm looking at? Nope. Um, uh, he bald will be the oh, description okay. I'll give you. You could probably put in Karnov NES and it would probably pull it up. Right. NES. Oh, it's got a K. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that guy. He's 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 a man. Um, can you believe kids all over the world didn't want to dress up as a fat circus strongman uh for, um, for no, Halloween? Yeah, that's that's insane. Like the box art on the wiki page, I don't know what one that is, <laughs> but it's like his pecs are in his face. He he is a the manliest of men. Yeah. So is he related uh, to Chelnov? He is related. I believe it's like a uh, a nephew kind of thing. But yeah, okay. um, Karnov and Chelnov are much in the same way as Mr. Driller and Dig Dug. Um, as you can tell, uh, there's there's a reason why Karnov didn't really catch on. I mean, it's kind of a notable NES game, but other than that, it's it's that's a weird character design to go for. Yeah. It's very strange. It's very even when you look at in game, it looks like it doesn't. It doesn't look great, does it? It's weird. And to make things super fun, uh, in the Japanese version, he is a man who meets God and goes on holy missions to kill things. Um, it is a super weird game, but yeah, uh, tenuously related to Chelnov. Uh, and there's your stupid history bit for the day. All right, so I'm gonna start wrapping this up because you know, twenty minutes on. Chelnov, that's not too terrible. All right, so um, final thoughts. I would say for me, this is something that will remain in rotation, but only at very specific events or as something like I did with you, where it's like, oh, hey, dude, have you ever played this? This is super cool. Um, other than that, I kind of 
had my fill after completing it like two or three times over the years. Where does it sit for you? Um, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty special. It's the best games we've played so far for this show, um, given it's number two. We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see what happens in the future. We'll keep going up. Yep. The only way is up, apart from not the next game, but the game after that. Ooh. Uh, at least I think that's the way it works out. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it's it's a fantastic wee game. It's hit the annals of time for me. Is that the phrase? The annals uh, that of would time. be annals. Annals uh, is a different connotation. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Yep. Well, whatever whatever anal of time it is, it's hit it. Right, <laughs> right in the center. Right in the center. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I'm so happy I played it, and then I'm so happy I went back and finished it because it's kind of just nice. Yeah. Uh, once we finish a run, we'll probably go over what we think are the okay. This is what everybody must play, and yeah. so far, this this is up there for me still. So Definitely. If you've never played Atomic Runner, either Atomic Runner the arcade game or Chelnov the Mega Drive game, definitely give it a go. It's worth at least five minutes of your time for the cool stuff it does. No. Um, all right. I, uh, hmm. Uh, normally, I would say, what what nugget can you pull out of this that makes it worthwhile? But we've kind of gone over that. So, yeah. I, I guess that's it for this episode. So if you have any thoughts on Atomic Runner Chelnov, or you know what, even if there's any games that you know of that are like Atomic Runner Chelnov, definitely give us a shout. Uh, you can do so on the website at Craig. Uh, you do can do it on the website. Yeah, we do have a website. It's uh, nomoresages.com. Okay. Alright, so there you go. You can do that at nomoresages.com, <laughs> or if you have this really cool, uh, obscure, or even super popular game that's just like, hey, I'd like to know what these guys think, you can do that on the website as well. Until next time, keep running. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, no, 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 you, you can't coast on mine. You gotta come up with your own sign-off, bud. Uh, um, uh, Run, 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 get around, I get around. Run, run, get around, I get around, I get around. No, nothing says uh, Soviet era like the Beach Boys. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Thank you very Jesus. much for listening. And we will catch you next time on It Came From The Desert. And it should have stayed there. What came from the desert? <laughs> it did. Um, oh. And we will be talking about the it, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Cool. See you later, alligators. Bye.